Well, hello, race fans. Uh, Rob Howden here, the voice of the Road to Indy. Thank you so much for tuning in to another uh, edition of the Road to Indy Insider Live. Uh, we are on a bit of a break, the Olympic break uh, for everyone in the Road to Indy. Looking forward, of course, getting back onto the racetrack in a couple of weeks. A little, actually, a little even more than that. Uh, later on in August, uh, both Indy Pro 2000 and Indy Lights on track at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Drivers in USF 2000 having to wait for the triple header at New Jersey Motorsports Park on the final weekend of August. Looking forward to that, of course. But again, everybody kind of pressing the reset button. Mid-Ohio was the last event. Those having big weekends there, obviously excited. Wanted to maybe keep that rolling. Guys like Kiko Porto and uh, Michael Orlando both having great weekends at, at Mid-Ohio, as many of the other drivers did. It was a fantastic weekend running with the IndyCar Series again. Uh, but again, looking forward to, to Gateway Worldwide Technology Raceway. But today's show is, is one of the great stories, I think, in USF 2000. It has been for the last year and into this year here as well, because it's a smaller team, family-run team. If you're in the paddock, one of the great things to do about the Road to Indy, right? Come into the paddock. You really get a chance to meet the future stars of the NTT IndyCar Series. The drivers are always so accessible. They're not hidden in the back. They're always out front talking to people. You see the big, huge haulers. And then down one end, you normally see this 24, 20, I think it's 24 or 28-foot trailer. And it's Michael Myers racing out of Indianapolis, Indiana. They ran. You know, he, we'll talk more about the story uh, when I bring him on here momentarily and how he came through from ATV racing into open wheel racing. But it's just a great story because here they are, this one-car team. It's uh, it's Michael and his dad going to work uh, and battling up against all these juggernaut teams that have been around for many, many years. Tremendous story coming off a great weekend at Mid-Ohio. Earned my drive of the race in race number three. Started 22nd, worked his way up to 12th. Super strong opening couple of laps in that uh, in that race. And he'll tell you why, because it's kind of a cool little backstory and really how things change and how his career is developing. I do apologize for the... the um, the, the glare in my glasses. I see it every time we do this, uh, but I, I can't, if I take my glasses off, I can't see a thing. So I gotta have that. I'll figure it out sooner or later. Let's bring Michael in here right now. There he is, Michael Myers. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, bud. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me on here. I appreciate it. Always yeah, again, fun. one of the awesome stories. Like I said, and, and I've had you on the show before. We did uh, we did the uh, the preview show for the IMS Road Course event on Labor Day last weekend. Of course, everything changed around because of COVID with our schedule. That event was uh, on Labor Day weekend. Uh, but one of the things, obviously, is, is your story, your backstory. We'll talk more about this year, but let's just begin first and foremost. How did you get into the open wheel world? Because really, you were an ATV guy. You were an off-road ATV, like uh, essentially a national enduro racer, right? Yeah, exactly. We did uh, two-hour hair scrambles. I actually started when I was 8 or 11. I don't wow. remember at this point, but it, <laughs> right. I did it for a while. It was my love and passion. My dad got me into it, actually. Um, I had a four wheeler since I was like four years old, I think just riding around the property. We have decent amount of land out here in Indiana and I always just did it for fun playing around on the weekends. And then I got kind of bored of traditional sports and said, That's I wanted it. to do something different. My dad found a local race and we took my quad out there. Um, <laughs> did it and I fell in love. I actually totaled my first ATV in my first race, completely destroyed the <laughs> quad and it, it was a rough start to my racing career, um, I guess, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the best way to kick it off, but I wasn't hurt literally on the ride back home. There was a local fair race going on or something. And I asked my dad, Hey, can we do this? And he looked at me and I was like, no, your, your quads totaled. We <laughs> got to buy a new one. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, so, over those years though, uh, you obviously, you had the wreck, the very first wreck, but man, you, you settled in and, and got to the point where you were a front running rider, right? 
Yeah, exactly. We were uh, chasing national championships, and in 2016, that's what I was going for. Overall national championship, it's class-based, kind of like IMSA. Um, you have your multiple classes of drivers. Yeah. There's between usually 80 to 100 and dri- 120 drivers on track at the same time, just between wow. all the classes. It's There's a lot of drivers on track, and we were chasing the overall national championship in 2016, and uh, I think it was a th- third race into the season something like that i don't remember exactly but i suffered a broken femur i hit kicker wrong which is a bump in the track some motocross guys will understand that yeah yeah and it kind of got me sideways all over the place and i ended up going into a tree my uh knee <sighs> caught the handlebar on the atv and just ripped it or I, I don't know exactly but it it was not good um no i guess not yeah, it got my femur bone and my growth plate in my right leg. So, so how long were you on the bench then at that point? Oh, honestly, I think it was only four months. Wow. Um, it, I, I healed up way quicker than they expected, and I was very thankful for that. I was did, literally did couch get, bound for you, that whole time. Did you get back on the quad after that, or was it was that was that yeah. when the change was? Hey, man, I, I want to try something different. So during that time, I kind of. That obviously had a lot of time to myself. I got on YouTube, started watching videos. Um, I opened my eyes up to a few more sports options. And obviously, I never was really drawn towards motorsports until that time period I was just laying there. I always knew of it. I didn't really understand much about it, even though it was racing. I I just, I was an off-road guy. But I, I developed a little bit of interest for it during that time. But once I got healed back up, I hopped back on the quad for another year and a half, two years, I just lost my passion for it. I wasn't competitive okay. anymore. Um, every time I went back out, it just, I was just riding. Um, it was still fun. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't have that drive that I did before. Yeah. The I fire. Just the, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think from the wreck, it mentally affected me pretty decently because I, it's a bad wreck. It was not good at all. Um, and it, it just messed with me. And I know my parents saw that, but we still continued pushing forward, hoping that spark would fire up again, and it never did. And one day I I walked upstairs and was like, hey, I want to do something different. And we originally looked at karting a little bit, but I was too old at the time. I remember a few years ago, so I was 16, 17-ish. My dad was like, eh, let's, let's look at some other options. Um, I hopped on a simulator just to try and get my bearings on a kind of car, but that was the most affordable and safest way to do it. hundred percent. Yeah. I I did some simulator training with Kelly Jones at racecraft one. He was the guy that kind of kicked off my career in motorsports with that, just providing me the information and options of where I can go, how to do it, safest way to do it and build up that ladder. Um, and he pointed us towards Lucas oil school of racing and that's kind of, where my uh, motorsports story started. <laughs> that's, that's super interesting. What, what was there a series that you picked up where you're watching stuff on YouTube? Was there something you said, Hey man, open wheel formula car racing looks cool because <laughs> you could have went spec Miata racing. You could, there's, oh, there's yeah. so many different, you could have went stock car racing. There's so many different things you could have did. What was it yeah. that, what was it? What did you watch? What did you say that? I want to try that. So I always knew of like the Indy 500. Cause obviously I'm born and raised in Indiana. <laughs> of course you do. That's 25 right. Minutes, yeah. I'm 25 yeah. minutes away from the track. So yeah. I, I knew of it. I never, I watched it every now and then I wasn't like a diehard fan or anything, but yeah. 
it, it was always in the back of my mind. Um, I thought they were cool. Obviously, going that fast and the open cockpit—that's kind of what I was used to on the quads, and it it just piqued my interest a little bit. Kelly kind of laid out the options for me. I could go oval racing and like a street stock, or I could move into spec Miatas, as you said, or Lucas Oil yeah. School of Racing. That there's millions of paths you can follow within motorsports, and there is. I. I kind of looked at the Lucas Oil School of Racing thing. My dad researched it more, and he was like, that seems like a really good option. It was relatively affordable for what we were doing at the time, and it that's the path we chose. And I, I just I think I just chose right, and I was happy with it. <laughs> so, so you go into the school, yeah. and then you do, of course, <clears throat> one of the things a number of drivers have done, they, they have a winter series mm-hmm. program as well. Right? I think it ends up being six races. It's a couple, couple, couple triple-header weekends. So you end yep. up doing you do the school, you do the winter series, you end up winning the winter series. You get uh, a race win and, and a handful of podiums over those six races. Obviously, yep. you're hooked, and then you go finish second in their actual championship series. It seems like you dove into the deep end, and, but the transition seemed like it was pretty solid for you. Did that did that come? Did did getting in the car come easy for you? You know what I'm saying? Um, obviously, we did the basic school at Lucas Oil School of Racing, and yep. then we did an advanced lapping. My basic school, I. Obviously, it was something very new to me. So um, new, yeah. I, I, I've never driven on asphalt until that point, other than just normal <laughs> driving on the road, which is yeah. completely different. Um, so I had very minimal understanding of it, but the information Lucas Oil School of Racing provided me helped a ton, and it allowed me to kind of adapt to the car the way I needed to. And with my off-road racing experience, I understood racecraft and understanding of exactly, how to yeah. situations. I, yeah. I knew that because as I said, the quads are open wheel, open cockpit and everything. We're just not sitting on top of the quad. Um, so getting in a formula car, it didn't feel that much different other than obviously I was laying down in <laughs> the machine it. instead of sitting on it. Yeah. So that took some adapting. And then obviously I'm not sliding around all the time in a car. It's asphalt at that point. Um, it wasn't that hard for me to adapt to, but it definitely took some learning and time and the amount of seat time I got with Lucas Oil School of Racing, it kind of built upon that comfort level and knowledge That's base it. that I built on pretty quickly. And RC Anderson was actually coaching me in like uh, the, well, everything with Lucas Oil School of Racing and yeah. it, it helped a ton because obviously RC's a driver and road to Indy and he's been through the whole ladder as well. And now he's actually coaching me. Um, That's it. We're gonna we'll, we're gonna we're gonna get yeah, back we'll get to RC that. when we when we talk about <laughs> Mid Ohio a little bit. Um, yep. So so initial success, right? Uh, out of yep. the gate, you're able to uh, you're able to win the winter series. That pumps you up, of course. You go into the championship series. You end up finishing second overall in the championship series. You actually end up yep. being a Team USA scholarship uh, finalist as well, which I thought was fantastic. Jeremy Shaw, obviously seeing some talent in there for you. So you do yep. that. That's 2019, right? So. In the offseason between 2019, 2020, I assume you're still doing a lot of sim stuff as, as well. Oh, yeah. What's what's the decision? I guess it's a logical move to the USF 2000 program, but how did that come about? I'd love to get a little bit more background on how that actually happened for you and your dad saying, hey, you know what? We're going to buy a car and we're <laughs> going to go try this series. So that was a pretty unique transition there. Obviously, in the winter series, I finished 3 2 1 in my first race, third, second, and first. Um, and then that was at Sebring. Then we went to Laguna Seca. Did really well there. Won the winter series and then the championship series finished second in that. I think I was off by four points in the last race. It was close the whole time between me and Prescott, but it was really good racing. And then after that, 
we were kind of sitting there and just kind of looking at our options. Um, I considered going overseas and doing F-1600. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of my really viable options at that point, just due to the cost. And then lucky, luckily I didn't do that because COVID kicked off. Um, but true. Regardless, yeah. um, we have a really good family friend, Jim McGee. I know that name's might be well known to it some yep. in the motorsports industry. He's very close with the family. Um, he actually got us in touch with John Kaminsky, which owned a team in USF 2000 at did, yep. a certain point, and then he managed HMD. Um, John is very close with us as well, and one of HMD's cars went up for sale, USF 2000 car, which was in Brownsburg, Indiana, which 15 minutes away from me. That's right. Nice and close. Yeah, uh, yeah. John told my dad about it, and we kind of thought about it. Because we were looking for options and going overseas, my parents weren't really a fan of that. And I, I was cool with it. Um, but obviously, if I could keep it within the States and build on the road to Indy Ladder, I'd much rather do that. And that's what we did. My justified the purchasing of the car. Um, we got it. And at that point, we had a race car sitting in our garage and we were like, okay, <laughs> we got the car. How are we going to get this thing on track? We didn't oh my God. really plan that far ahead. That's it. Step um, by step, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we had the car. The deal went together really well. We got a lot of stuff with the car. And we were like, okay, do we form our own race team for 2020 and some races? Or do we just focus on just trying to do some testing? Um, originally, we were just going to do some testing and just get some seat time, get comfortable in the car and whatnot. But... We had some things come together. Um, we looked at doing some races, and we decided, hey, let's go out to Indian race. Let's uh, dive in. Indy, <laughs> but let's let's just do it. We've it. always dived into the deep end as much as possible and just yeah. built upon that, and it, that's exactly what we did. Um, the Indy GP came up. We looked around at teams, and Legacy Autosport was really close. Um, I reached out to them, and we pretty much took our car over to them, let them go through it, get it ready to go, and... I did uh, three races, well, three events, eight races last year on the road to Indy Ladder. Yeah, uh, USF 2000, and that was all with Legacy Autosport. Um, yeah, that's, and, and listen, and a cut, you know, being brand new like you were, a couple of fifteenth yep. place finishes. I think were your best finishes, St. Petersburg, which is awesome, yep. a track that I always worry about with rookie drivers. <laughs> Just get through the weekend, stay out of trouble, mm-hmm. and you get that experience. You were fifteenth there, fifteenth at Mid Ohio as well. <laughs> So you end up with a couple of solid finishes overall. Like you must have looked back and said, you know, this is, it's been a pretty solid experience. You know, it's a little yeah. humbling, of course, coming in to that kind of a series where the competition level is so high. But for you, with such, you look around and think all these other guys that are around you have so much carding experience, right? Years of carding experience. You're so unique in terms of of your resume. Do you look back at those three weekends and say, you know what, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way things went that first year? Yeah, I'm very happy with that one. At the time, obviously, I wasn't overly thrilled about finishing 15th in a few of races. Of course, yeah. 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 Now I understand how difficult the series actually is because the competition's so close. Yeah. And it takes everything to get up there in the top 10 and be really competitive consistently. Um that's seen throughout many teams. But it's it's very humbling um as you said. <laughs> um coming from the off-road stuff I, I did very well in that yeah. and you used to be lucas. winning i know i get it yeah. yeah exactly lucas we were doing really well well and coming in and finishing out of the top 10 was like Ugh, what's going on <laughs> this happening yeah yeah but, 
But as you said, it's very humbling, and I learned a lot. Um, I think that's the best thing we could have done in those three events. And we did, uh, I think, one series test with it as well. So I, I got some good seat time in the car. Not as much as I was hoping for, but it was still a pretty good amount. And I got racecraft experience, too. Yeah. Because that's one of the bigger things I lacked at the early stage of my motorsports career. Because yeah. these guys in karting, they know all the maneuvers. They know how to do it. And I know dive it into the corner and hope it sticks because off-road stuff that's that's, that's it, what right? i've known wow um so Baptism, I, I had to learn a baptism lot. by fire dude that is <laughs> like holy mackerel that's crazy oh yeah exactly exactly so here right. and here's the interesting thing i find because obviously you know you're with you're with uh the team at legacy last year this year you come and do it yourself you know you as i said at the, at the start of the show here it's you and your dad you got a couple of guys that are helping out as well you got the small trailer the easy up the setup pad you guys are doing your own thing which i think is amazing right and you've, you've been getting some help from people learning a bit and we'll talk a bit about that too but before we jump into that and you doing that what i thought was really interesting is you do these three three weekends eight races and then you become one of the guys that we're watching in our Road to Indy E-Series, right? You've obviously embraced the uh, the, um, the the E-Series racing, the, the race <laughs> sim. It's right behind you. I know it's right there, right? Exactly, and, exactly. And it, was, it was interesting because you, you here you are as, as this relative rookie, but when it wasn't about car setup or whatever it was, we saw you work your way to the front. You were able to work on a lot of your racecraft in the oh, E-Series. Yeah. Tell me how important that E-Series was for you coming into this season. The E-Series was amazing for me. Honestly, between just the publicity from it and yeah. the racecraft building it it helped me grow as a driver so much and being able to spend all that time with the other drivers and the road to indy ladder was beneficial for me because i got to see how some of the other drivers drive and what they do how they react and building upon that i took that into the real world and was able to apply it because you get to learning the drivers in the series you get to understand what they do how they're going to drive and i could take what i learned in the e-series and apply it in real life and it was insane and the publicity from it was insane because my name actually got out there a little bit too. I yeah. just some random guy that popped in this season and <laughs> Hey, I'm climbing up the leaderboard a little bit. That's pretty I cool. Know. And it was awesome. It, it was really good. And it, I think that was one of the biggest things that allowed me to get in the car for this season too. Um, it, it built my profile and yeah, able to work some things out and actually start kicking off my career all because of the e-series in my opinion and because and for you guys michael i know that it's a family-run team right you guys are paying for this oh, yourselves yeah. you don't have the necessary budget to run with one of the bigger teams so you do really rely on the sponsors that you're able to get right the the partners yep. the investors the people that you're able to come in and help what you do exactly and metalloid corporation is the biggest supporter of me this season next to uh, well my father and <laughs> metalloid corporation are the biggest supporters of my season this year and I, I wouldn't be racing without the both of them, obviously. And having them on board allowed us to experiment with a team, um, running our own team and seeing how kind of the backside of motorsports functions, because there's yeah. a lot of aspects to it. Um, and being able to learn all that, I think, developed me as a driver, too, in many different ways possible, because I've had to learn how to do business in a different way I'd never have before. And that's some skills I can take outside of motorsports and apply to every aspect of my life. So it definitely kicked things off differently than I was expecting this year. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I wouldn't trade it for a thing. And now we're almost done every single event this season missing Barber, but yeah, I, I, 
blows my mind how crazy this has progressed but i know it's so fast dude like as i as you talk about it as we talk about it the the amount (laughs) that you've done and you've packed into this covid you know half a covid year because literally we didn't start until july and right so what you've done essentially in the last year right because it's really Mm -hmm. been a year since we kind of got going (laughs) and and another aspect that makes you so unique in in what you're what we're talking about here uh, every other driver, probably every other driver, they do this. And yeah, some of them are searching for sponsorship, but they're not having to do what you do on the ground. It's you and your dad, right? You essentially were the team manager as well. Your dad's running the shop, right? You guys have a garage. You guys have a, you know, a, a company, a business that he runs. So yep. for the first part of the season up to mid-Ohio, we'll get to that. You really were running the back end too. You were you were ordering stuff and you were running the team as it was. That is something totally different. Like you said, it's, it's brought you a, a lot of life experience, I would have to believe. Oh, yeah. Um Definitely being 19 and managing all this is different. I also run my own web development and graphic design business. So that's, it it was, it's a lot to manage, but I enjoy it and I want to trade it for a thing. And with the motorsports aspect, I'm trying to find funding to fund the program and get in the car. So I've learned a lot from that, how to negotiate deals and talk to people in ways I never have before. Um, Because in the off-road days, I never really had to worry about that. Um, just because it was it was a different level. Um, yeah, yeah. You didn't need as much funding to go. I was gonna say not drive. not so many consumables, right? Didn't yeah. cost as much money, not blowing through tires. No. Same thing, right? No, it's completely different form of racing. But with this, you need a little bit bigger cash flow, and that's something that's that I've had to learn or try to learn how to produce. And we've we've done decent at it this year, and I'm just hoping we can amplify that for next year too. So that's awesome. That's can, awesome. Else. Let's let's look at results because you know it's a yep. couple of fifteen place finishes last year at Indianapolis this year on the road course you end up getting an eleventh place finish I think that's the best best finish you've had so far. Let's talk about yep. Indianapolis. You do it at home, right? You're an Indiana boy. You're you know, oh, yeah. living just outside Indianapolis. How important was that to almost break into the top ten? I know you wanted the top ten, but an eleventh <laughs> place finish in this field is pretty stellar. Oh, yeah. So that was actually our second event as Michael Myers Racing, our own independent okay. team. So. Coming into Indy and finishing 11th felt like a win to me. Of course, Because yeah. I knew how hard the series was. And from my experience last year, finishing, I think, a best of 15th, working my way up to 11th as a tiny team with no information, um, it was definitely a very, very happy moment in my career, and I'll never forget that. Um, the race before that was St. Pete, I believe. Um, yep. That was our first event as Michael Myers racing and That's we it. didn't even have an engineer there. It was literally me, my dad and a mechanic. So <laughs> that, that was an interesting one right there. Yeah, I can um, imagine. We, we came out of the trailer swinging pretty hard there. And then obviously as the weekend progressed, we fell down because we couldn't keep the car where it needed to be yeah. from an engineering standpoint. But having an engineer at the Indy Grand Prix, we saw me just building upon everything that I've been learning and, we took the information and applied it to the car and it was the last lap of the final race where I set my fastest lap time. So nice. I love we were just building, building and building and building. And I think that's what we've done all season. Um, Agreed. I, I, so, I'm very happy with it. So let's go to mid Ohio because this is where the yep. thing changes. You and I talked before <laughs> the show and you actually gave me some more information. I'm super impressed of what you've done being 19 years of age, as you said, team manager, but you stepped away from the team manager role because I'll say this, if it's okay, when you're the team manager, you know how much things cost when you break something, right? When when you, when you rip a front corner off, you know how much it costs. 
it's not good when the driver knows how much everything costs <laughs> because the minute you're thinking cash, like I can't wreck because it's going to cost this much money, you're going to yeah. make a mistake. Number one, you could make a mistake. Number two, you're not going to take an opportunity. If, if, if it comes to you, the opening, you're not going to die for it. And we know what that's all about. Mm -hmm. If you don't take the opening, you know, you're, you're not a race car driver. You got to go for it, right? So yep. Mid-Ohio, let's talk about this because this, this, is, this is where we're kind of, all this has gone to Mid-Ohio, what I think is your best weekend as a young driver so far. You step away, your dad takes that over, says, hey, listen, you can just be a driver like everybody else in the paddock, right? Not working about money. You get to be a driver. And then you bring essentially your first ever racing coach, R.C. Enerson, comes back to coach you actually at Mid-Ohio. You went to the track with him. Uh, you spent more time with him. Talk about the mindset change when you're not the team manager, you're only Michael Myers, the racer. Yeah, so it, it definitely relieves a lot of stress and everything on your plate because you get to focus on driving and just being aggressive and doing what you need to do to get up there in the top 10. That's that's my only goal right now. Get up there in the top 10 and fight. That's yeah. all I care about right now and just pushing <laughs> forward and getting up there. Um, we, we were close, but having RC by our side has been one of the biggest helps so far because um, he's been through this. They ran their own team, him and Neil, his father. Yep. They, they've done what we're doing, essentially. So having his experience with me and the way we're doing it is insane for us. That's amazing. He gets to put his input where he needs it and we get to learn from him. And especially having my first driver coach ever being my driver coach again is very unique. And I don't think many drivers can say they've done that before. <laughs> right. Um, but the weekend of the mid Ohio race, RC kind of helped me rewire my brain a little bit because moving out of the kind of team manager role, um, I got to focus on a lot more of just driving and what I'm doing, how I'm doing it. I need to do this better and just keep improving on that. And you could see in my results throughout all the races at mid Ohio, I just kind of snowball effect. I kept doing better, 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 better. hundred percent. Obviously that last race, we had a big breakthrough there. That is by far one of my best races I've ever had, even compared to some of my wins. Um, that felt really, really good just because I got to be aggressive. I got to drive how I'm supposed to drive, how I know I can drive. And I, I got to have the big breakthrough there. Number one. Yeah. Number one, a, a monster start. Right. And, yeah. and you weren't, you weren't, you weren't like backing up. You were, you were aggressive. You were going oh, yeah. for, for passes, right. You made passes and then you, you, you get yourself into a battle with you and Sundar Murthy who's a third year driver in the series, right? With a karting background, F1600, the amount of experience he's had. Of course, he was a point leader at one point, a race winner this year. You're battling with Euban. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it was that step forward, but you, you kind of ladder up, right? Where you're here and then you go oh, up yeah. to here and then you never fall back down. You could fall a bit, but you've already laddered <laughs> up here where you're next, you know, you ladder up to the next step. I oh, have yeah. to think that you, it's probably nice to have this break in the action. I know you were able to take some time off, but I, I would expect you probably would have liked to have been right back in the car the next weekend, right? To build off of momentum oh, that you I had in that it. race. Right. Yeah, yeah. I would have loved that. Just keep building on that and just keep yeah. knocking down those barriers. <laughs> so uh, yeah. let's talk about the next race. Obviously it's not until the end of August. So quite a, while, a ways away. I'm sure you'll be on the sim a, a ton before then, but New oh, yeah. Jersey Motorsports park. What do you think about that weekend coming up? So that's actually where I secured my first win ever with Lucas Oil School of Racing. So uh -huh. I, I love the track. I had fun there. I finished, I think, first, third, and first there with Lucas Oil School of Racing in the three races we had there. So it, sure. I've had a really good weekend there before, and I'm ex hoping to duplicate that in a few weeks at this point. So That's awesome. Yeah, I, we're, uh, it's essentially um, a month away. So Yeah, exactly. Crazy. I'm super excited for that, and 
I, I think we have all the tools we need to make something big happen. So I have high expectations for myself. Um, I, I know we can do it. And seeing that last race at Mid-Ohio, I know we can do it at this point. Yeah. I like the way the schedule sets there. up for you right now, right? It sets, sets up nicely. Oh, yeah. You go to a track that you've had success on, you're comfortable with in New Jersey, and then a couple of weeks later, or a month later, a month and a half later, at the end of the first week of October, uh, we get to go back to, to mid-Ohio. So, that, again, going to be a great way yeah. to kick you know, end the season. And then I know you guys are lined up to come back to USF 2000 for the third year. Really, really, it'll be your first full year because you didn't do a full year in 2020. You missed Barber this year. So you get a chance to come back next year and then see where you go from there and potentially go up to Indy Pro 2000, whatever it may be. But the concept yeah. is to go to USF 2000 for one more year next year, correct? Exactly. That's the plan. And as long as funding's there, we'll be there. <laughs> kick And kick some ass in the E-Series uh, uh, this winter, right? Oh, heck yeah. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. I love that. Hey, listen, let's let, I know that uh, we talked a little bit about it, but the, you know, for you to be able to do this, we know that you guys don't have the funding able to, to just go write a check to, to, to one of the major teams. You've got some sponsors that have come on board. Tell me, I'll, tell me about everybody that helps you out. I want to give you the opportunity in the platform right now. Who is it that allows Michael Myers to go racing? Yeah, Metaloid, obviously one of the biggest contributors this year. Um, they've That relationship formed last year when I was with Legacy and kind of brought that over into this year as well. Um, Fred is the owner of Metaloid and he's been one of the biggest supporters of me. Man. And I, I can't thank them enough. I wouldn't be in the car this season if I didn't have them. Um, and obviously my father as well. They, Those are the two biggest contributors to my racing career so far. And I, I can't thank the both of them enough. Um, and obviously we have other sponsors that come on board for a few events. That's Myers Garage. Uh, that's my family. Um, <laughs> our our auto, automotive repair shop here in Liston, Indiana. Um, it's always been on the side of every race machine we've had so that's it <laughs> that's awesome but rusted silo heavy right foot coffee company um best glass and window they, those have all been contributors of my racing program and hopefully we can expand on that list next season just so we can keep moving forward and building upon the team we already have and I, i'm really looking forward to next season because we get to start with another kind of clean plate take the experience we've gained from this year and that's apply it, yeah. it to next climbing and hopefully fight for that championship sometime soon <laughs> well i'll tell you michael if uh if uh anybody's watching obviously this interview you're you're such a well-spoken young man obviously everything you've done to really put this thing together you're so impressive okay. to me and I, I think that people will be wise companies will be wise to, to connect with you and yeah. be able to, to kind of be on this journey with you right because that's really what it is this is a development journey for you guys uh last yeah. but not least if they want to follow you on social media what are the channels on facebook twitter instagram whatever you use Michael Myers racing all over the place. You can type okay. that in and find me on any platform. Um, also, I got to thank Steve's Autofab and my family as well. Um, everyone in my family has always been behind me on this program. Yeah. And I can't thank them enough. Um, One other thing but, as well, if I'm not mistaken, during the E-Series, you were streaming on Twitch as well, were you not? Yeah, so I live stream every now and then. I, I kind of slacked off recently um, <laughs> just because I've been busy with the team and yep. websites. So. I, I do stream on Twitch at Michael Myers Racing as well. So go drop a follow on my Twitch channel. I'll you'll get my notification when I'm live. I don't know when I'm gonna be back, but I will be back. I enjoy that. I love that. I always nice. stream when I'm on my sim. So 
Hopefully we can get back in that. I love it, man. Soon. Listen, <laughs> hey, thank you so much for joining me, Michael. I really appreciate it. Again, big congrats on, on that Mid-Ohio weekend. Obviously, working with RC worked. Uh, you got the drive of the oh, race. Yeah. I was super impressed. I went, I, I, I'd written it down during the race. I'm like, this is the drive of the race. Went back and watched it again. <laughs> and I, I literally watched the opening lap uh, like three or four times. Like, this is amazing. What, what, what an aggressive <laughs> attack. And then the battle mid-race was, was great. But hey, thank you so much. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, congrats on everything that's been going well for you so far. And Man, we'll see you in New Jersey, right? Yeah, I appreciate it, Rob. Thanks for having me on here, and I'll see you in New Jersey. All right, man. You stay in the back. I'll come and talk to you after we're done here. Let's drop him to the uh, outside the studio, folks. I'm telling you right there, uh, this is one of the great stories right now in the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship. I don't want to put on it. I'm not slacking on anybody else, right? But we know that, that all these kids that come through karting, super talented drivers in the, in the top of national racing, whatever it may be. Um, and, and we expect them. There are some with some of the, you know, the major juggernaut teams that have been big for so many years. But this is a, a guy that's coming in from, from quad racing. I had an injury, then you know, came back, then wanted something different. And then jumped into the Lucas Oil School of Racing. We're seeing that program develop so many great young drivers coming through the school, the lapping days, and, of course, uh, into the Winter Series and their Championship Series as well. But to watch what he's been able to do last year in that limited schedule, and then this year, him and his dad digging so hard. They were a bit lost at St. Petersburg, able to get some engineering help moving forward. And then with that, you pair that with the efforts of R.C. Enerson, and we're able to see what, what Michael Myers has been able to do. And just to me, a, a tremendous story. He's, there's so much raw talent there. He's just so young and so new into this program. This is a guy you want to watch. Follow him on social media. Give him a follow on everything because this is kind of that cool story we're seeing. And what we saw last year in the E-Series, when it wasn't about the particular car setup, whatever it may be, he was one of the guys that shone the entire E-Series. So I think he's going to be impressive in the E-Series uh, when we do it this winter as well. But uh, all in all, just a, a great young man and, and thrilled to have him on the broadcast here. Do want to thank everybody for tuning in once again. Uh, I've got someone else lined up for next week. I'm not quite sure who it is right now. I got a couple feelers out there. I'm going to keep doing these while I'm home. Once we get back on the road, I'm, I think I'm on the road for like six of eight weekends through uh, August to October and the finale for the road dandy at mid Ohio in October, the first weekend. So there may not be as many of these, but in the off season, we'll rock and roll it for sure and do a lot more. But again, big thank you to Michael Myers for joining me here today, folks. We are done. I appreciate it. My name is Rob Howden. Okay.